It's true. I think we'll be okay. It's all good. We usually okay. start silently, by the way, Mr. Red Light. Faster. And with the fast one, too. Fast Sorry. You can do the slow one. You, no. You, you, yeah, you I can going. do the slow one. I meant the fast one. We're still recording. I had ways. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're recording. We don't edit. Live to file, bitch. down on South Park. Come on, let's make some time. We're going down on South Park. Strap on those headphones. We'll worm into your brain. Once our lips reveal those tips, we'll never be the same. Going down on South Park, you'll moan until you whine. We're going down on South Park. This is our final rhyme. rhyme. This that was our final rhyme. Clap, clap. Yeah. <laughs> Howdy, host South Park Tears. My name is Sean O'Brien. I'm going down on South Park. I am Sean Fall. I'm going down on South Park as well. And I'm Joey Bonnier. And I'm also going down on South Park. Welcome to Going Down on South Park, episode number 204. Except for that's not a thing we do. That's not a thing we do. I don't know what happened. Every time, I have to remind you. Well, if every time, then it is a thing we do. We've always been at war with East Asia. <laughs> exactly. Name of this episode is Chicken Lover. <laughs> Name of this episode is Chicken Lover. First premiered May 27th, 1998. That is not today. Uh, a little background on this episode. Season 2 sucks, but this episode was amazing. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no background no to talk about. Why, this how did this episode this show episode, up in supposedly your least hate, favorite season? It's not my least favorite season. It was Trey and Matt's it's release Trey favorite, Matt's which favorite. translates to But you to were O'Brien's. saying, yeah, but you were saying fuck season two. On behalf of them, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I don't, you know. So is this a an enclave in a, a sea of shitty episodes? What's going on? An enclave in a sea of shitty episodes? Go back to fucking literally literary, yeah. sir. <laughs> what the hell is that bullshit? I'm trying to relate to you uh, on no, your level. That was a politinkering callback, actually. Yeah, fair was. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, what was your crazy question? What do you say? Is this, is this the only good episode? I don't think you were using enclave correctly. Yeah, okay. you weren't. You weren't. What is it? Enclave? I don't even know. Wait, then don't tell me you're not using it correctly if you don't know. I thought Enclave was like when the well, no, the I, Cardinals voted on the Pope. I thought it was like a... No, uh, no, 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 I thought an Enclave was like a, like a, literally like a more of a cave, a, a, a cavernous... On a cave? Well, no, like a, a, a cavernous, <laughs> it's the rock a cavernous the collective. So it's like... Um, you're a cavernous collective. <laughs> it's, a te- it's a territory or part of a territory that is entirely surrounded by the territory of one other state. Uh, yeah, oh, because we were talking about what? the Pope. What is happening? Say that yeah, again. Yeah, Rome. It's a territory surrounded by another state. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. So you were right. The Vatican. Yeah. yeah. All right. It happens sometimes. Do you have any favorite moments, Jerry? <laughs> do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I had a ton of favorite moments. I thought this episode was wonderful, as you said. Respect my daughter! Yeah, how could... I was obsessed with that so goddamn much. Everybody still kid. is to this it's day. A, it's, it's like all the squeezy dolls when you press the button. That's what it is. It's also... I, I was looking back on it and I was like, this is kind of some of the birth of Cartman here. This is where he really turns I think into, that's what we've said in like 20 of these yeah, episodes. Yeah, there have been so <laughs> many. There have been so many. <laughs> that's true. But this is really where he becomes like authoritarian. He's actually like, respect my authority. And then he hits people in the knees. Yep. Eh, he just happens upon a catchphrase in this episode but he also says the, well, the thing you with know the Kenny's funny part pants, about it is it, the catchphrase i don't think he utilizes yeah, it that much it's like maybe it's every three seasons not yeah. even that it was this and then the south park movie where he says it like at the very end uh, and then, and then uh, the, oh yeah, uh, definitely the, uh, the dog episode um the hall monitor um hall monitor yeah 
I am the dog, the big bad dog. Um, I don't think he says respect my heart. I don't think he does either. Pretty he damn does. sure. He must. How I'm sure he, he does. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see you guys yeah. in like fucking season eight. Yeah. I wouldn't call this a catchphrase. It, it is for this episode. Agree, yeah. but I think it's a catchphrase because it was used in the merchandising. Uh, it became a catchphrase not sure. on the show, but it, outside of the show. Correct. Yeah. We, we're, we're on accord there. Or we're in accord. Okay. Sure. I drank too much. I drove in accord. What do you want? Was a civic, but... Other other favorite moments. Respect Let's my authority. was Shawnee's. I loved Bar Brady. I loved how his just childish sense. I loved when he was on the swing and he was singing the swing set song. <laughs> and I loved his Go Dog Go book report. That was <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, they somehow explored the idea of an incompetent. Uh, you know, not so much. <laughs> well, we'll get, we will fucking get there, Mister Fogg. But yeah. I mean, you know, Barb Reddy was com- comedic relief in the very first couple episodes. You know, yeah. I mean, all this crazy shit was happening. He's just nothing to see here. Everything's fine. But for some reason, in this particular episode, they're like, "Well, let's actually explore the 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 sentiment behind this character. Why is he the way he is?" Yeah, which is an interesting kind of jump. Like, why? They, you know, they also know. did. The- well, it's second season. You got to start exploring those ancillary characters. I, I mean, there's you know, they're 20 seasons in. I don't see how other, you well, know. I was going to say that. characters. Did they just sure, do that? But... I thought that was so interesting because they did it with Barb Brady. Like, they did it just here in the second season, but they also did it again in the, like, the 20th or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Which one? With Barb Brady? Yeah, when he, um, when, was that well, basically episode, that yeah. was the, like, the Ferguson stuff, I believe, when he lost his gun, he had to turn in his oh. gun because he shot too He shot yes, the kids. correct, yeah. So, you know, they're still using him as that metaphor for police in general. So I <laughs> not really even a yeah. metaphor. Well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he just is the police. Yeah, uh, whatever. yeah, yeah. Was, but you know, I, I know what you mean. In a larger Sim- sense, symbolism. No, I don't know. Whatever. No, you're not right. even representative. Representative. Yeah, you were right. Um, um, more a, favorite allegory. The embodiment of yeah. Uh, see, uh, an I, allegory is a story that's representative of a thing, so it's basically a metaphor. Right, thing. right. I just have the my, my original connotation is always biblical. So I, I sure. was for well, no, for the longest period of time though, I was under the impression that allegorical literally meant only Jesus. Oh, so, that's no, that would be yeah. apocryphal. I think. Really, I think so. Hmm. Maybe not Jesus wise, but apocryphal is usually um, uh, Bible based. Bi- yeah, biblically based. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you can't have sex, Happy. You don't have any legs. <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah. just move on to the cultural relevance and major themes. Major theme, of course, was abuse of power here. That was probably the most prominent theme. But let me ask you guys a question that we can now explore. Um, Are half people people too? <laughs> I, I don't fucking try to derail me. God damn it. <laughs> I just did. Here's the question. Um, <laughs> is an incompetent figurehead in the position of authority better than no one in the position of authority at all? Anarchy. Anarchy. What do you think? Uh, I mean, anarchy versus t- tyranny. Anarchy I'm, versus I, I, I'm incompetence. I'm not saying anarchy. I'm simply saying. Well, you are. If there's no authority, then that's by definition anarchy. Um, no, no, it's not because there, there can be a policing body, um, without a singular figure of authority. What? Uh, neighborhood watch. Sure. If you'd like. Okay. But I mean, I guess it ultimately becomes that. Well, I, I, yeah, then it's just like groups of vigilantes. <laughs> how do we define anarchy then? Um, no. Because lawlessness is the whole point Isn't of anarchy, that but word, that doesn't mean The word means just without a government. 
Yes, but look, yeah, but there can be. But there, there, you can have a, you can have law with no government, and you you okay. can also have order with lawlessness. So correct. <laughs> so lawlessness does not necessarily mean that there is chaos, right? So what I mean is, what do you mean by anarchy? Um. Yeah. No government or no. Yeah. Basically, no formalized government. No or, formalized government or for no formalized law. Um. Same thing. They are not the same thing. Um, then yes to all. If there of were it? if there were a hundred people in a in this on an island, right? Yuri apparently is trying to be a three D animator right now. If there were a hundred people on an island and they all formed a list of rules that they were that they agreed to follow, mm-hmm. there would be they formed a no government f- of everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a governing body. They've made decisions. So then it is not our anarchist. No. Anarchi- they, oh my god! They collectively decided on rules. Then that is not anarchy. So anarchy, by definition, or at least by your definition, says there is no, no law. Uh, yeah, no, no specific collective body of laws. So you know, grievances are worked out on individual basis, but uh, there is uh, no, you know. Okay, so I, I guess that's not what I'm saying because okay. I, I, um, r- regardless of the, what whatever laws are in place, the question still remains: Well, is there somebody to enforce them? Right. So what I mean is. Let's just say there's there's a figurehead to enforce these laws. We, we agree that there will be laws in this situation, so it's not anarchy no matter what. But um, we the, don't, huh? We don't in this thought experiment. We do. Okay. okay. So, so yeah. what's, I, the thing is, I need to know about the figurehead. I need to know more about him to make this decision because it really could be any. Sure. Is a range, right? You know, you let's can, say, let's say, a, in the, in the in this context, an illiterate <laughs> guy with a gun. Who knows the law, but at the same time um, is kind of goofy when he enforces them, but doesn't... Yeah, just make Barbarity a real person in your head. Yeah, maybe make I it can't... rhyme with drunk. Yeah, I'm having trouble not doing that. <laughs> um... But so again, the question remains. So it, let's say this weirdly incompetent figure is in the position of authority to uphold these laws that are in place. Is that better than no position of authority to enforce the laws, period? So if 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 all of a sudden one day every single police officer in the country disappeared, right? The laws are still in place, but there's nobody to enforce the laws. Is that better than all the police in the world suddenly being vaguely incompetent? Vaguely incompetent? Sure. That's vague in itself. Yeah. It is, but I mean, let's just say they, they try their best, but they're not great at the it. So like maybe 50%, fi- so 50% of the time they prosecute correctly, they arrest correctly, oh, then but yet they're two. trying their yeah, best. Yeah, that one then. That you'd one. rather you'd rather yeah. you know half of the time unless them the, get it wrong unless the police I, are completely corrupt. I would unless rather hundred com- guilty men go free than one innocent man. So you're the opposite, bars. then, Shawnee. Yeah, you're yeah. saying that yeah, cool. he's anarchy. No I've always way. been anarchy. Yeah, burn it down. I'm the um, death well, from then, above. What does that mean? Let's let's explore. So, Joey, let's explore the nuclear option. We'll get to you. We'll get to we'll get to your fucking you know hellhole in a second. Joey, yeah, this is my apartment. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> We've been here yeah. for years. <laughs> Clean up once in a while. Come on. 
Joey, break down for me why you think it's better. So, so again, we've got 50%. Oh, God, that was just a rough thing. I know, you just arbitrarily threw that. Anyway, it was was nice, but they... they, The thing is, honestly, up to a certain point, I would would prefer a corrupt, tyrannical government over anarchy. Up to a point. Why Uh, is that? Because even though the order is evil in many ways and is fucking over a lot of people... What do you mean by it's evil? Well, I'm assuming corruption is evil. No. It's just self-interested. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's how that's evil in my mind. Mm. Okay. But uh, be specific with your words. Yeah. Though. I mean, evil has a weird connotation evil doers. to it. I, I'm not sure I get it. I'm yeah. just trying to be general to answer your question. Uh, no, sure. I, and you're I, saying I, don't. I, yeah, don't do don't that. Be ge- don't don't ever be general. You're saying I can't use the word evil. That's my job. I'm saying you can use it. I'm just going to always ask you always. every time you use the word evil okay. what you mean <laughs> so by it. Shame me almost or painfully. No, He's going to O'Brien you. Yeah. I'm just going to O'Brien you. That's it. I slightly prod you. Every time you use a word, it's so not, you never use it again. It is. I swear to God, I'm not. I have no alternative, or I have no ulterior motive oh, other than that. to determine what's true. It's That's just it. an OCD thing. It, it's, it's not OCD. Yeah, it's philosophically consistent. I just want to know what you mean by evil. So okay, cool. I so continue. I'm sorry. I've, I was basically just saying I would prefer the tyrannical percentage of government that is horrible over anarchy because okay. anarchy seems like it's going to punish everyone across the board and if we're just i am i know that so, sounds hold on hold on i i'm just thinking anarchy, I will not, anarchy I, won't I will punish not you. anybody anarchy won't punish anybody by definition mm. well i'm assuming it will i mean why are you that, assuming it will? well that's where nazis any, get punched in the face any society with that just just loses its it's government. It's government. You said police in the sense. It's government. Sure. And it's, the, the power. The power to enforce the laws. Anytime you have a vacuum of power, it's going to people are going to kill each other. So there's a really. So you're not being punished for the crimes you've done. You're just being killed. Period. For some reason, it could be for your shit, or it could be because it could be collateral damage. The, the, the mob know. doesn't have well, to kill you. That's my point. There's no being being stone doesn't always kill you. I, I guess my point is that you're not being being convicted regardless of any crime because there there's no one there to win. I'm not worried about convictions. I'm worried about actual human suffering. So you're saying more people will suffer I, under anarchy correct. than they would I, I'm with viewing a tyrannical it, I wanted to say government. Like a submarine captain. Okay. Like if I have to sacrifice five people to save my crew, that has to be done. So in the sense that I'm going to say if I have to sacrifice life as under tyrannical government to save 50 people over the anarchy where everyone is killed, just dead. But that's, that, that, that's a presupposition I don't think I can agree with. Why fair, are you saying – You don't have to agree. It's, well, I, it's a calculation I just want to understand. You can never I want to understand. I agree. And that's, I, and that's something I just why simply think. That, sure. But why is it that you think that anarchy ultimately leads to a, a vast majority of human suffering? Uh, I just think historically that's been the case. Okay. Can you um, break that down for us? I don't think most of us know. Yeah, well, is there any, like, okay. outside of, like, straight-up tribalism, is there any, like, a pointable example of an anarchistic society? Yeah. Well, I just simply mean, usually, I, when I say anarchy, I usually mean in transitional times in government. So, okay. usually right after a revolution. Gotcha. When there's just simply a, an absence of power, right. a vacuum of power. Uh, the most recent example, honestly, is Iraq uh, and ISIS and, all, and everything that happened after the war in Iraq Ooh, and democracy. the sectarian violence. But. I can give you tons more. We can talk about you know the the, the falling of the um, of the czarist of czarist Russia. There is was there the Red pattern, Terror and, there, and the Russian Civil War, and there's a million examples. You're there, saying those are anarchistic anarchistic societies. Well, I'm saying in the 
an okay, I guess that's not fair because I'm saying in an anarchistic society, the powerful tend to simply just kill the non-powerful, whoever it may be, randomly. Okay, yeah. and it's just simply uh, it's Darwinism. It's, it's just it's human suffering down the board. It just I, I, the, the examples in history I'm looking towards are the French Revolution uh, after they simply took out all the kings and, and queens. It's just we had the it was literally called the terror, um, and they were all just guillotining and everyone, and then who took power? An emperor. Who were they guillotining? Though. <laughs> I mean, the revolutionaries and then the counter-reactionaries and the counter-revolutionaries and the counter-counter-revolutionaries. It was everyone, rich. honestly, yeah. at, at some point. At some point, they just they just guillotine people just to do it. So in general, it was just a – it was a – because of the – so no matter what, it appears that human nature um, seems to want a, a a figurehead regardless. And so it, at some point, it'll it'll arise no matter what. I generally believe in the – the feeling of the feeling, the, the scientific uh, term of entropy. Okay. Whether it's humans, any animal, organism, or plants or system in the in the science and in, in the world, if things tend to to to, uh, to sorry to uh, to they, things tend to disorder. I guess is the term. They they move towards a feeling of chaos, and I feel like without power in place, it's always going to be chaos. So even if it's horrible power where half the people are suffering and half the people are not, yeah, I'm just going to make that simple uh, mathematic decision of at least some people are not you, you really okay. think it would be 100% of people suffering? Well, here under... we go. So, Sean Fah, yeah, defend your anarchistic yeah, society. I, again, I'm not sure on those numbers, but I guess if I have to choose, mm. I would say anarchy tends to be more human suffering than and they're both horrible. It's like, you know what I mean? But, it's like choosing yeah, but the example which of way an, you want to die. Like, and it, it, yeah, and the example of anarchy that you're using, though, is tumultuous times, like these these post-tyrannical uh, um, governments and everyone uprising. And like these are, you know, the periods of unrest between another government or military coup taking over. So can you paint so, a picture of a stable anarchistic society? Um, it, it might be hypothetical, yeah, but sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, this is like, you know, the, the libertarian super dream, the... The idea that everything is essentially a negotiation or everything is, uh, you know, between two people. So uh, basically, if there is any wrong or anything that, that happens to me, like you come and steal something from me, then it is up to me to confront you on that or get my friends to help me confront you on that. And then, you know, that, that sort of vacuum of power or that vacuum of power is filled um, by a, a more local and more uh, expedient process. Um, I, I guess it's so it's localized, you mean? Um, it, it's it's extremely localized in that everyone is responsible for themselves. So but why wouldn't that lead to more human suffering? I mean, in other, in other words, mm -hmm. if you have something that I desire yeah. and I'm bigger than you, what's to stop me from taking it? Uh, well, I mean, that, that gets into the idea of, you know, uh, uh, boycotts and uh, uh, organization without government. So rather than a large overarching uh, government, you have more uh, voluntary organizations. Um, you know, they, the, the sort of ultra um, uh, anarchistic standpoint is essentially that taxing is a violent crime. The idea that if you don't pay your taxes, someone 
someone is going to come to your house with a gun and arrest you for, for not paying those taxes. So everything that is involving tax money is taken by force. Everything is already taken and, and impinged upon you with this sort of overarching feeling of, uh, you know, dread anyways. Are you talking about in our not, in our current non-anarchistic yeah, yeah, exactly, society? So, yeah. okay. So, well, then how would, it, would an anarchistic society be better? The, well, the anarchistic society would basically remove that from the, the inevitability of a federal government system. Well, sure. But then how do roads get created? How do... How does the society continue as a as a as an as an organism rather than a, a group of individuals? Roads have gotten created in before there was government. I I'm mean, asking it, you how. Not it, really. Rome was kind of the first one to do uh, that. Okay. Uh, I, well, you know, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Fucking History Guy. Over Sorry, here. Facts. it's true. No, no, I, I, uh, I was yes, not necessarily roads, but paths and you know things that get created over time. So like rag, wagon trails weren't roads, but eventually they could become roads. The idea of, you know, paid roads. So the idea that you ha everything is essentially a toll road. Everything has to become uh, uh, privatized in order to, to make those things happen. So it is based on what is profitable rather than uh, what is deemed, you know, in the public good okay. arbitrarily. So whatever's legal is whatever benefits the person at the time. Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of personal morality versus this public idea of uh, uh, tyranny of the majority, okay. essentially. Both sound like terrifying hellscapes. Um, Who yeah, story was this? It, uh, <laughs> Bar Brady. Bar Brady, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bar Brady. What did he want? Um, well, he wanted to do his job. <laughs> like, like he didn't really want to learn to read, but he kind of ended up having yeah. to want to learn to read. Okay. So, yes. Yeah. At the I end, mean, like, he said reading is lame. He, he really just wanted a couple of cheeseburgers. But Did he get it? No, he was at the bank. Have you guys ever read Alice Shrugged? No. Eh. That was good, Sean, but no one saw it. Sean, Sean Fodge just shrugged, okay? Just, just giving everyone a little... Okay. I gave it a... <laughs> Uh, one other random point I did want to make, though, is uh, before Joey went off in the tyrannical government, Mr. O'Brien had proposed the incompetent government. And I think we have a shining example of the incompetent <laughs> government in the glorious work from Mr. Michael Judge, Idiocracy, in that instance we have how dare you insult president camacho <laughs> exactly um it, it well i mean you know think about when uh luke wilson is it luke wilson or oh, yeah, luke wilson. Luke wilson, yeah. so when luke wilson first ends up in the future he is basically just kind of uh, uh becomes part of this bumbling system and is just kind of like randomly sweeped up and arbitrarily thrown into this system so i i, I you know taking that example it's very easy to see how a incompetent system could endanger more people. Another great example is Brazil. I realize these are both fiction, but Brazil, the uh, the Tuttle versus Buttle thing, you know, uh, you guys familiar with Brazil? Am I just off? No. Terry Gilliam. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, it's just basically tyranny of the incompetence of bureaucracy. Wait, what? Okay. What did you have to say? I wanted to talk about the freeze frame at the end. Joey's currently just frozen in time with his thumb up, staring at me. <laughs> did you have something to say about that, or did you just want to stare at us? He has a, he's doing a freeze frame on a podcast. Not really, it's, it's he keeps looking back and forth between us. So it's not really a Nobody would have known that. 
you hadn't said it. Sausage everywhere. God damn it.